Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome, this is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep, we do it with a bedtime story. Tonight's trending Twitter Tuesdays will be a story uh, guided by what's trending on Twitter. All you need to do is get in bed, turn on the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. This is your first couple times here. You say, Jesus, what, what do you mean? What's, what's, what is the rest? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, racing through your brain. Whatever signals your body's getting you that are causing thoughts to think or feelings to... whatever I don't know what feeling they bug, you know, when we... Sometimes feelings don't bug you, but sometimes at bedtime they do. Whatever it is that's keeping you physically, mentally, emotionally, it's keeping you from falling asleep, what I'm going to do is try to distract you from that. I'm going to the safe places. I'm going to say, Jesus, there's no expectations here. You're welcome here. And my goal is to hopefully help you fall asleep. But you don't really got to do anything. You just kick back and listen, and I'll try to... Uh, grab the attention of not only you, but all the other chatterboxes in your brain. I'm going to reach across the deep, dark night and, and say, okay, I'm going to try to be your companion. And one more, I guess I'm more of like a nanny type, maybe not a companion. For, for the other parts of your brain, I'm going to say, hey, uh, hey, guess with, uh, I guess with it being summer, it's kind of like, uh, uh, summer camp. I call I call all those voices in my head brain bots, and they were invented by uh, I think his name was uh, Albus Brainbot. Well, no, I just made that up. I'm not positive of his name, but he created these brain bots. And, you know, some sort of I think this was a layover between the Greek. What are those things called? The, the Greek, the original Greek gods, the the, the Titans. And then the Greek gods and then the Romans. At some point, there was a lag in there. And maybe the pyramids in future travels involved. But this guy, Albus Brainbot, shows up. He talks to the bigwigs, the human, you know, maybe some sort of demigod situation. And they say, we got to get these humans under control. He says, I got this invention, Brainbots. And they they say, do it. And he says, well, don't you want to hear anything about it, consequences, what they do, anything? And they say, we got to, but now, you know, we're trying, we're all fighting to see who's going to be the Bacchanalian god. So just get to it. You know, get the humans under heel. Again, I'm not 100% on this, the facts of it, but this is my, so he invented these brain bots. Probably, who knows, but the thing is, they're chattery. They try to, I don't even know what they do, but they don't have an off switch or a sleep switch. And a matter of fact, for some reason, I think it might have to do with the inner ear. But when you lie down, they say, oh, we're time to activate. And they kind of roll out and they start squeaking and squawking, much like a bot bot you'd see on a Star Wars a droid, I'd say brain droids, but that's probably trademarked, so I don't want, you know, I can't mess with that. But they start squeaking and squeaking. Now, unlike our D2, who is, I'd say, universally beloved of all the Star Wars characters? You got Chewie, R2, 
And C-3PO, he's irritating. I mean, I'd say 60% of people like C-3PO. Luke probably comes in about 60%. Han, probably 80 to 90. Lando, 99%. Well, Leia, 75%. And, the, you know, the rest of everybody. So Chewie and R2, probably the most beloved. And, you know, according to, uh, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars surveys... I've conducted, but these brain bots are not like R2. I guess they didn't have a point, a useful point in there. They have all the irritating, the few things about it that are irritating about R2. Like when in the third movie, he had that thing that came out. It's like, when the hell did you get that R2? That, that, that antenna type thing. And the jets, if you had, did you have those jets the whole time? And I can just hear Star Wars experts saying this guy does not know his ass from a freaking, you know, the, whatever that circular thing in C-3PO's belly is. But my point is these brain bots are irritating. Kind of like a guy that's going nowhere with his Star Wars-related metaphors. But it just happens to be, you now if you notice, while this whole discussion was going on, that your common sense brain said, I don't, what the hell is this guy talking about? All the rest of those brain bots, they quieted down. And I'm not trying to humble brag or brag brag, but I seem, I haven't mentioned it in a while. Uh, in 2014, I was Brain Bot Entertainer of the Year, uh, selected by a peer of brain bots. I said, well, geez, I'd have to be a brain bot for them to be my peers, but. You know, executive committees of brain bots, brain bot fans. It was one of those dual-weighted things between experts and fans, brain bot entertainer of the year. International, by the way, international brain bot entertainer of the year. So just because that's a made-up award does not diminish it. But they, they say, you say, geez, they are kind of quiet in here. They like your pointless meanders about R2's thingamajigs. And whatever that what that circle thing on C three PO is that uh you know is that is that functional or not? And I think one thing both the brain bots and all of us can agree on is that we like Chewy. And you see, and and you know, yes, your uncle Barry does a great Chewy imitation. I agree. But my job is to to I guess I was going to make a point about Brainbot Summer Camp, and it ended up being Brainbot Star Wars Summer Camp. It cost more this year because it was the Brain Bot Entertainer of the Year. Myself was conducting it. But because it was imaginary, it didn't cost anything. And I happened to do it three nights a week on this podcast. I say, hey, Brain Bots, come on, it's your buddy. Scooter's here. Leave that human, you know, alone. We don't, you know, that's not the, uh, well, I guess it is the human you're looking for. But I'm going to take care, I'm going to listen to all your beeps and your blurps, your tweets and your, you know, twerts. And yes, you can move your, you know, but but I've got a couple tales to spin for you guys and gals. And I said, geez, I never, never polished up on my brain bot anatomy. I think they're probably, well, they're not made up of cells. And they said, well, they're an imaginary made-up thing you said was created by Albus Brain, but, you know, they're infused with some sort of uh, ancient godlike magic. But I have 
a non-magic of just a dullness, lulling, to, lulling tones, pointless turns, overindulging in points that are you know make no sense. And your brain bots, they say, Jesus, we'll bother you later. We're waiting to see if there's any more Chewy-related follow-up. Or ideally, the guy goes off on C-3PO at some point. And I would say, I let C-3PO make his own enemies. You know, I don't need to do that for him. And then my my lawyer's here. He's saying Anthony Daniels is on the phone. And I'm I'm honestly not sure if he plays C-3PO or Chewy, but probably not good. But that's what I do here. It's BrainBot Summer Camp this week, Star Wars-themed summer camp. All BrainBots are welcome. My job is to get their attention, distract them from harassing you. And then as soon as it's just like dropping a kid off at summer camp, you say, oh boy. I say, geez, I just dropped the, the BrainBots off at summer camp. What should I do first? You know, dirty stuff you know, drinking stuff or, or go to sleep and say, well, this is a sleep time. And then, yeah, you could do the rest, but let's get a couple of good nights sleep while I got the brain bots under control. And then you can go buck wild if you want. Because the brain bots really don't mind that, but, but what they do mind is just your peaceful, uh, soothing sleep. So while they're at camp, you just sleep, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll have opportunity to party later. So that's it. I don't think this is how the intros usually go. So you see, you could, I, I leave it in the time code so you want to skip these. But give this podcast a few, chan- a few chances. It works for a lot of people, helps them fall asleep, distracts them. Makes you feel at ease because, yeah, you know, there's no judgment here, clearly. Except, well, C-3PO, the kind that we judged. Brain bats. Not, you know... They're kind of like the vermin of the brain, but, you know, more rounded and, and somewhat shiny. So, I don't know. What I do know is I, I want to help you fall asleep. This is the best way I know how to do it. For, it works, you know, for the people it works for. Yeah, I'm glad you're here to try it out, or I'm glad you're back. And I hope I help you fall asleep. Hi, everybody's trending Twitter Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday. It is uh, 9.29 p.m. Hold on, I got to... Okay, I'm getting some screenshots here for Twitter. It's trending Twitter Tuesday. And, okay, we got it. So we're getting what's trending on Twitter. And uh, so we have a, one of this episode. I don't know if it's a dedicated episode, but this episode's inspired by uh, the Sawbones podcast by... Uh, it's by Sydney and Justin McElroy, and it's a, a tour. I think. Let me see if I can. It's a tour, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Wow, I got that. I said, man, I'm gonna have trouble and embarrass myself. Uh, but I say, I guess I always go on the assumption everybody knows everything that I know. Uh, but it's a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Uh, Justin McElroy is from my brother, my brother and me. And I've talked about him on the podcast before. And then Dr. Sidney McElroy. And they do a, a podcast where they talk about a, a medical. You, you should listen to it. It's really cool because uh, Justin's really funny and intelligent. And then Sidney's very smart and intelligent and witty. 
and they work great as a team. And they just talk about a medical issue and the history of the treatment of it and a lot of misguided attempts, you know. So this week they were talking about seasickness or motion sickness. And there was just this one wonderful moment in there. There was a, more than one wonderful moment. But where uh, Dr. Sidney McElroy, if I could be proper, was talking about her love for the inner ear. And she started to describe it with such uh, with such uh, appreciation and passion. And just you could tell the inner ear excited her in a way. She said, Jesus is one hell of amazing piece of uh, equipment. I don't think she said that, cause, but that's the best I could do. But it was, you, you should listen to that podcast. It'll be in the show notes, Sawbones. I bet you a bunch of you already listened to it. But it just like was one of those little moments. I always talk about these wonderful little moments that I said, geez, I'm feeling something here. And it just, just something about her. I was already enjoying listening to the podcast, but I said, geez, I was ticked. I said, I wouldn't think I was tickled pink. But I, I guess uh, her excitement caught me and I said, oh boy. The inner ear. And then I was thinking about uh, traveling, and I said, well, geez, maybe I'll do an episode about traveling into the inner ear. And plus, I know that occasionally Justin listens to this podcast to help him fall asleep, uh, to help him fall asleep. And I said, I never asked him if he listens to it with headphones or if his wife listens. And they've got a somewhat new, I don't know how old their baby is. And I'm pretty sure their baby's name is Chuck, but it's a girl, maybe Charlie. But they have a young child, so that you know, sleeping is a challenge anyway. But I said, I don't know if Doctor Sid is Sydney. They always want to. I don't know if she would go by Sid. It's funny. I don't know. Isn't there a Sid? Trying to think of other SIDs in my life. But anyway, not important. I'm getting distracted here. But I said I'd like to do, I guess, so a little dedication to Justin and Sydney. We're going to do, they said, we're not going to do it. I had to call, you know, I called in one of these people that comes on the podcast. The guy, he does the tours, the tour guy. And he said, I don't know if we've heard from him. Like, sometimes I get him and the mall walking guy mixed up. Like, the tour guy worked on Lost Island. I think him and the mall walking guy are probably related or cousins or something. But I called I called one of them. I just, uh, believe it or not, one morning I woke up in the mythical ticker tape machine that I haven't talked about in a while. So I'll talk about it real quick because, you know, I'm already not making any sense. But we have uh, this... Uh, Mythical ticker tape machine, which is some sort of old contraption from the days of steam engines and stuff. And I think big shots like the Monopoly Man, that's how he check his stocks. I don't know how it work, but it's like a dome, glass dome, a lot of brass stuff. Maybe it looks expensive. One I got, no, it's cloaked in mystery. But, you know, a normal one, I think that's brass. It's got those two things that look like balls spinning around, you know, stuff. It makes noises. But I woke up one morning, and the ticker tape was ringing. I said, well, that's not right. 
I thought it was the ticker tapes, like, bup, 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 you know, Dodgers win the World Series. I think it would, if it was going to do anything, it would do that. And I might have the radio and a ticker tape machine and the telegraph confused or, you know, molded together in my mind. Probably. But this one's mythical. So, but anyway, so I woke up speaking a mythical or mysterious. They say whatever. I'm not sure the, the functioning. But there's a phone attached to it. It's ringing. And I, I, I picked it up and uh, I said, hello. And then there was just a, it was a laughing on the other line, but good laughing, not the not the laughing. You like I said, oh geez, sounds like a direct line to heaven or something. And I think, I, and they said nope, and then they laughed some more, and then I was confused, so I put it down. But I said, re, I, I, when I knew I was going to do this, I picked up the phone. I said, uh, I, well, a couple of other times I picked it up and asked for stuff. Of course, I didn't get it. And I'm pretty sure something else happened with it, but that I forgot. But this time I picked it up. I said, you know, I said, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I think because I was like, this isn't really a gift to Sydney and Justin. But say, maybe maybe it'll be a nice thing if I don't screw it up. And I said, maybe I should put it in the hands of somebody else. I said, so so I told the ticker tape, and then I said, I said that we got it covered. So somebody's going to come in here to the studio and take over from me here. But it's trending Twitter Tuesday, and it's a journey into the inner ear. Why, hello there. Well, welcome. You must be my first customer. I wasn't expecting you, so I'm not really ready. Let me see. Welcome to Internal Body Tours. Have you cleared legal already? Well, welcome to our tour. Please have a seat, and I will guide you through... Oh, jeez, this thing. So, why don't you have a seat? I'm going to be your tour guide. This is my first tour I'll be giving for this... uh, Is this a multinational? Are there still nations because at my last job? Wait, I reckon... Were you... Did you... Have you taken a walking tour of Lost Island that didn't involve any walking... Yeah, I re- were you on one of my other tours? I totally recognize you. Well, welcome back. Legally, I wasn't, I didn't work for any of those places, they say. And they say, you know, don't say, but, but I'm so glad to see you again. You look great. But welcome, this, 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 this there's a script I'm supposed to say, but I, I well, actually, I'm supposed to memorize it. I did not. But we're going to be going on a tour of the inner ear today. And this is a, I don't know if they explained the process to you. They tried to explain it to me. And I kind of felt like it was like growing up with strict parents. Like they were like, pay attention. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted by the shiny machinery. And the fact I said, I said, we do, that's a lot of pressure, the inner ear. And then I waited because I said, and they said, well, maybe there is no pressure in the, and I, because I remember my inner ear had pressure, I thought, that's why they said, that's why you act like that. But welcome, we're going to be going on a tour of the inner ear, a walking tour of the inner ear, if you will, we're going to walk right into it. Now, as far as I know, you signed everything, but if you went on the tour of Lost Island, you'll be fine on this one. 
they say, I said, what, what do you mean radiation? Like, are we shrinking or is the ear growing? And they, I think they said it involves radiation. And I said, what? And they said, do, do you want the job? I said, of course, but I'm just wondering, you know, about my eyebrows. And my, I'm, I'm pretty attached to my eyelashes, if you don't mind me saying. They didn't laugh at that. They said, not that kind of energy. And I said, you said radiation, though, not energy earlier. And they said, well, different. And I think it was a fission or fusion thing. But, again, I think that's to keep us clean. But we're going to be traveling to a human area. I think it's more of like an out-of-body experience. But don't, I don't think we're going to be shrinking down. But I don't know if there's going to be some giant human ear we're going into either. And I think one man was shouting at me something about virtual reality. But they, then some guy named Merv, he said, it's better better off. It's a real ear, friend. But we're going to be journeying into the inner ear, and I'm so glad you're here. To, 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 this is not this is a beta testing program. So I'm assuming they're paying you or you're some part of you know, some government cooperative where they say, well, we're going to loan our prisoners out here. That, uh, that, that was the, whatever comes before Alpha. And then I think it was that same guy, he said, that becomes before the lawsuit, boy. And he said, but he was, he said he, he cashed out his stock already. But we're going to be going on an area, I hope you, uh, you know, take off your shoes and get get comfortable. Well, don't get comfortable because we need to go into this chamber. But you really do need to take your shoes off. You can't go in someone's ear and just walk around willy-nilly. Now, believe it or not, we won't be walking. We'll be floating. And I said, what? I said, can I float after the tour? And they said, yeah, I think this might even be I don't know if they're watching us or not. I said, I... I said, I, 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 I said, uh, I'm chewing, I have aluminum foil in, in my mouth and I put some in my nasal cavity. So I'm thinking that'll throw their sensors off. And, uh, so we're ready for our tour. We're just going to go in this chamber here and close the door. And they said there'll be flashing lights and uh, noises, red lights, and it's comforting that sound. Do you hear that sound? I don't hear anything. Well, I just heard something. It sounded like, uh, okay. And then they said when the light turns green, I don't know, it's an international sign. I don't know. They said the light turns green. But we we can go in there, and I think this will be. Now, I got to tell you, before we start the tour, they see they're pretty strict, like I said. They said, this is how we want the tour to be. And just read it off here. It's an anatomy tour. Might be for medical ear doctors. What is it, ear doctor called? I called the ear doctor. I told him what to do. But he talked back to me. I said, doctor, I cannot hear you. And then the ear doctor. Yeah, I can't hear the ear doctor. Doop, beep, doop, deep, do. I, I sometimes when I get, I think they were listening to me. That's why I heard a fuzzing in my ear. But I was going to tell you, they want me to do something for, for, and I know, I said, what's a beta? I said, what? I said, guys, let me pitch on something here. Mythology of the inner ear. And they said, if your Nana, 
He said she's involved in the multinational somehow. I don't know. Nana's powerful. I think she invested in the, the, the dog airbrushing business. Wait, you know, when they'd airbrush dogs on shirts? And Nana May invented that, and somehow, I don't know, but she, she, they, she said, this is the last job I'm getting you. And it's you or them, I, I don't know. But, but so they, they can't fire me. That's the good news right now. But I said, guys, because I always wanted to be a mythology student. I said, uh, I found that thing, the Greeks and the Romans, interesting. And I said, I would like to study mythology. And I, but I had problems with studying all along. And then I said, I'd like to be a mythologist. Is that a thing? And the Nana said, you'll be lucky to do it, you know. She says, you're driving me, I don't know. She, Nana, you know, she's temperamental. But I think we should do, I said to these guys, so I think if they're listening in, this will be a pitch, live pitch of like, a, I didn't study any mythology, but I feel like I'm a mythology, you know, I have an interest in it. So this, instead of being the journey into the inner ear, we're going to, if, as we step through this door, we're going to float into the world of mythology of the inner ear with, you know, with, with some of the stuff they gave me to read. So I want you to take my hand and close your eyes, and we're going to step through this doorway here. And gravity, holy moly, gravity is gone. We're floating. And we're floating in just like eons ago. I feel like I should be in a Disney ride. Maybe I, should, I feel a little bit like Helen Mirren for some reason. But eons ago, there was once a world with just one god. And that god's name was Pina. And many times they thought that this god was all-hearing and all-knowing god. And the god accepted all things. And in the ancient people, they carved the likeness of this god just like a human ear. And you might say, well, that would be a strange god to run into. And I'd say, well, when was the last time you ran into one, you know? But this is a god designed to accept all things. And as we, we, we see a likeness, or if you believe in, in pinism, if you're a pinist, I think it is, and I said, geez, I, I, I'm really tempted to sing a pina colada song. If you like pina coladas, getting caught in an ear. I'm not into the helix, but can you hear? I'm talking about an helix and the auricular tubercle thing. I love my triangular fossa, but when I hear I use a C-wrist type ring. But you might play the Simba Concha, uh, 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 or the Kevin Concha too. Uh, 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 uh. And if you're feeling frowny, say Tragus when you're blue. Beep, bop, bada. Now don't be all anti-tragus, and don't be a lobule. I wonder if that will satiate Pina, but I feel like we're in some sort of gravitational pull because I look at my hands and my legs, and I feel like we're magically been transformed into sound waves. 
waves, waves, like a like a desert breeze. We're gliding in now. As we float into the air, we're circling and it's catching us. And if we were an ancient people, we'd be praising Pina for hearing us, our calls for fertility, or love, or, or love, or someone like us just a little bit, or for Nana not to just say, what are you doing under those covers again? You know, and say, what, what, oh no. Um... Well, we should remember the man. Now, the one thing I remember that the, the training was that the earlobe, I think they called it a lobule or something. I always wondered about that. And I said, geez, what is it? What's up with that? And he said, well, it's a, it, it, it's a reservoir of blood to keep the rest of the ear warm. Or, and I mean, not a reservoir, but the blood, you know, it, it's got a lot of skin and got a lot of blood. And it keeps the rest of the ear warm. So let's wave at the little earlobe as we float in. And say to Pina, we offered you a song, great Pina. Hear us. Are we, we, you literally, Pina can't hear us, so that's a strange thing. But these ancient religions, you know, they aren't as enlightened. These were, were all... So Pina can't, can't hear us, but in a, um, a theological way, Pina can. And now we're descending. Hey, you're right close to me. I don't know why I'm saying it like you're so far away, but we're descending into the middle ear. And as we descend into the middle ear, we're going to enter the ear canal, and we're still waves. We're, you know, can it, does it feel good to be a wave? It does to me. It was like this morning, my magic mirror told me. It, it, well, I told my magic mirror, I said, action 1D, buddy. I said, action 1D. And I said, what does that mean? I said, I'm supposed to remember that. And that was the one thing from the training. I said, it's my first day of work, 1D, day one. And I'm an action man now. And that's how I, I'm just, I feel so active as a wave of sound. And I'd say, geez, but they said, don't just stick with the script. But I will tell you that those that have moved beyond the world of Pina, we have entered a, you know, you can see the light in the darkness. But to us, it does not matter for we are waves of sound traveling at the speed of sound, I would assume. But we're going slower because it's a tour. You know, I just say, geez, you'd be like, we're already done. What? And I would say, yep, you just heard me. Did you hear me? It's over. Those are hearing-based possible jokes. One day they could be jokes, you know. But we're floating in the eerie canal. But you're going to see coming towards us. Or, no, I guess we're going towards it as a tympanic membrane. And don't be afraid. This is the way we praise in this world, in the middle, beginning, middle ear world. We praise the tympanic membrane with the sounds of a drumming on the membrane. We are insane on the membrane. Insane, and in our membraning will go to this motherfucker's brain. Because we don't want to make him insane, you know. I say, geez, what is the ethics? Are we really, 
So maybe I should, should I be quiet? Well, if I'm a sound wave, I guess I can make as much noise as I'm, I'm made of, right? Well, we're a simple folk, us praisers of Timpania. Us, the Timpants, the Timpanickers, I guess. Because we're panicking and we're drumming. And but somehow, our, somehow, our religion grew beyond. At some point, we started to believe in more than just the tympanic membrane. And we realized there was more gods out there. More glory is gods of our middle ear. I wonder how much, I wonder if Middle Earth and the Middle Ear are related at all. You'd say in this guy's ear, it looks like he's, Jesus could use, it's a bit like Mordor in here. Somebody could sweep up, I'd say. But here we praise the gods of three, along with Timpani. We praise Malleus. We praise Incus. And we praise beautiful but powerful stapes. Now, Malleus is the most feral of our gods for the thrusting of man, you know, the the pounding of the tympanic drums drives our fertile thrusting god Malleus into action. And Malleus says, I must move, you know, in a back and forth manner like an ancient fertility god would. Or in your ear like a bone, because this is the first of three bones. And we call these gods, as as the history would say, our auditory ossicles. And many a brave, ne- never a brave wave has made it beyond the Timpanian wall. But we are here. We've made it. We've transferred through because of the tour. Normally we just bounce off, but now we're another type of energy, a mechanical energy, and a thrusting energy, like I said, because we praise the thrusting Malleus. And I said, I think Incus is kind of trapped in some sort. I said, this is a polyamorous relationship, I believe. They're gods. They do as they wish. For Incus both receives the, the powerful you know, creative energy of Malleus and pushes Stapes into action. And I said, they don't have, they uh, they said your pronunciation's off. I said, voice, you know, this is, beta, you know, I, I, learn, I learn as I do. But to think, you know, with the thrusting of Malleus and the transfer of Incus and the action of Stapes is, is our auditory ossicles, who are able to transfer the sonic waves, or could it, it could be Jay Z or Katy Perry, uh, Beyonce, or more, whoever's nominated. You know, all the Emmy nominations I think came out. Okay, but it, it, we could be so, so we could be you know work or work. We could be music, or we could be you know powerful sound waves. You know, saying, we don't want to praise you, oracles, and it would, we thank you, oracles. But then Stapy says, witness our power three. And when I tell you this fact, you're going to say, holy PJ Harmony five. When I finish this fact, you're going to say, PJ, look, 
Five Harmony, not three, because we also have on the, the both sides the membrane type things. And then you say, well, why didn't they say insane in my membranes? And I said, well, it's not insanity. This is just ma- magic of the ear. That could be another tour. I should pitch them on that after this. The magic of the ear tour. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, I better stick with this one because we're still moving. But what I was going to tell you was the initial power from the tympanic membrane of old Lord Tympanus as it's transferred through the fertile, you know, bony loins of Malleus and Dinkus and on the great stapes, the fertile power has been amplified 22 times. So not just five, harmony increased five times, but five plus five plus five, you know, five, my, my more, 22 time increase in power as stapes. Again, a more gentle thrust, I would think, but more powerful, so maybe not so gentle. Stapes says to move on and praise. Lord, no, no, not praise, I guess. I say, well, I'm thinking, you know, when you can't, you just can't create a religion right on the spot. Like I said, but a Stapes says to us, dear travelers, you have you witnessed our power three. Do you dare to continue ye? And, I, and to him I say, I can't think of that many Stapes, yes. I say to you, can we continue on and bid you adieu? And Stapy says, please, through the oval window step. If you, in reality, you couldn't step through if it's another membrane. For the oval w- w- window, and he's speaking of music, this was a confusing thing at the training, but the oval window is pressed up against the cacula. The cacula. I don't think I'm saying that correctly. I mean, I, I want to say Coachella, and I think that's a place where music gets played. Or at one point, I think it's just like a playground for the rich and famous now in the deserts near Los Angeles. But it always sounds, I say, oh, Coachella. I'd say, well, I wouldn't be welcome there, but I wish. And they, they, I think once I'm, Nana said, you could give a couture a cha-cha-cha-cha. Oh, no, she said, go... Oh, that was my birthday gift. I was supposed to go to a chinchilla farm. And she said, you wouldn't want to want to go there. I think, I don't know, but this is the old window. I'm off track. I'm so sorry. I don't want to ruin your tour. Uh, so here we are, pentient servants. And we were once, maybe we're becoming a god in some sense. I don't know, because we were once sonic waves. Sucked in by the power of uh, Pina, sent through the dark canals, and to, said to Lord Tempus, let us in. And then the, the three auditory icicles gave us some power. And now I say, well, this window's a little small. We're going to push you through into the Coachella. Well, technically just against it, but, but we praise the Cacula. Maybe I say it in a French. Well, let me see if I cookula. I don't know. That wasn't French cookula. 
It's so hard. It's a very aggressive word. But you've seen our little cocula before by the magic of tour guiding. You can see that it looks a bit like a a shell, one of those shells you'd find on a beach. But more like a human, you know, it's got human stuff on it. But just like a person in wayward in the pines who walks in and then they say, whoa, I fell. We're, ha- we're going to have a cliffhanger right here. For the Cacula will wait for our return to come praise it for all its facets of thingamajigs and liquid fillings. But if we were really hanging off a cliff, we would need our balance to hold our grip. And someone might say, no, you're just being pulled down. I'd say you probably would want a sense of balance. Or if you're on the edge of it, let's say we're on the then it wouldn't be a clip. This was a surprise that we'll come back to. Just like if Wilco dropped a Star Wars album out of the blue, a surprise like that. We're going to take a trip up above, I think. At least in the pictures they showed, it's above. And I would say, would you like to climb in a pretend boat with me and say, to say, let's praise... I say, well, Jesus, this is like people that praise. They, remember when they thought there was canals on Mars? And they said, oh, there's canals up there. We're praising semicircular canals that are mysteriously above our cocula. Up there, it, it, it shrouded in mystery that is soon to be revealed as magic. Well, the magic of evolution, I think. Oh, but we're pentient praisers of it, you know. I said, geez, it's tough to be steeped in ignorance if I'm going to explain some of this to you. But it's a tour. Well, it can be both magic. of We praise the god evolution, king of the circular. What are they called again? Creator of the circular canals, a god wondrous in mystery, evolution. Well, he's one of our gods here in the, uh, the year, you know, in our ear. We are the people of the in our ear now. For, well, I guess we're not because this is like a, a side trip. So maybe this is we're visiting a foreign land where there's evil, evolution rules all these parts of this kingdoms. But there's no sound here. I guess that was my point. In where it's a fluid-filled area. And our three semicircular canals, there's three goddesses so beautiful in their circularity. Like the Great Lakes, almost as lovely, but better names. There's posterior, superior, and lateral. Lady Lateral, the, the, she's my favorite of those three, the semicircular canalis. Yeah, I think canal, maybe we should just ditch the whole canal thing and call them canalis. That's a year for goddess. Okay, could you, do you have a pen? Could you write that down for me? No sound here, for we're in the world of balance. And that's what these goddesses do. 
They maintain balance for me and for you. And without these goddesses, you wouldn't be able to dance like you're making love. Or tilt your head like that when I say, like the Chiara song, dance like we're making love. And then tilt your head like that and like, why? Because these goddesses, posterior, superior and lateral, they're the XYZ of balance. You see, I think I already used you see, though. Axes. Instead of sexies, these goddesses are full of axes, or they are, you know, yes, they are lovely goddesses three. But inside our goddesses are where the magic kind of, or or, where the balance is struck. For they are membrane, inside I think are fluid-filled membranes. Outside I think they're bony and they look very hard, but inside... They're soft and fluid-filled, just like a person, I guess. And you could call it the membranous... I think they maybe... I don't know if this is the part they said. Membranous, lambdamous. But there's so many parts. It's filled with a little something I like to call endolymph. And that is... I think it pools... There's a sack of endolymph. And there's little other things at the base of our goddesses are things called ampullas. And there's saccules and utricles. But inside, I think the ampullas is the cristae ampillaris. And these are all, co- I mean, this is like serious, complicated god stuff. Like being on another planet here, we've got bulbous, gelatinous heads. And we're swimming in this endolymph. And there's uh, hair cells. And there's uh, otholithic. There's things like otholithic membranes. And here, I think we are, we find ourselves drifting into a surrealistic world. Or maybe we've been in one. But we're called to visit the macula. Of Uticular, or Utricol, I think. Once I lived near Utica, New York, I don't know if if they praise the Uticals there. But these are religious, religions within religions that I don't understand. Just like I don't understand how, like, iMessage, what's the difference between that and texting? And they say, oh, like, Pushbull, it's the new iMessage for Android. And I say, I'm sorry, my Nana took my phone away. But I'd like one of those. I'd like someone to... Would you iMessage me when we get done? Oh, I should keep on the tour, huh? Yeah, it was an exciting part. I'm sorry to do that to you. We're at the macula of utricles. Here where the, you know, the magical balance happens with the odor... Odoconia crystals, which weigh down the otolithic membrane and give it weight and heft. So that as the endolymph moves, the sensory cilia that sit upon the sensory cells, the membrane moves because of the weight of the crystals moving and the endolymph moving, I think. In an easier way to say this, this is just full of ear stones, they used to say. And those were the guys that just, well, I guess they'd be more advanced if they were thinking about ears. 
But I'd say, wow, this is a lot of theology these people practice have, uh, you know. But I'd say, well, it's probably pretty hard to keep the world in balance. Huh, maybe I should. Maybe we should think about this religion. Endomorphs. Is that what we'd be called? Endomorphs? Or endolymphs, I guess. I think endomorph is on, uh, you think, uh, is that what that green guy was in, uh, no, that was ectoplasm. Who was that, Slimer? Remember Slimer? He had his own show, I think, for a while. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It was an exciting part of the tour. But I think that was it. I think, like, so the magic is, I mean, is that uh, our three goddesses, the posterior, Lady Laterales, and Lady Anterior, they're on an X, Y, and Z axes. You know, it's three different angles. So when you turn your head, when you turn your head towards your shoulder, like you tip it and tilt it and look at me like I'm a loon, you're praising Lady Posterior and she's using her endolymph and magical crystals and hairs to tell you, hey, okay, tell your body, you know. And then when you, you nod yes to me, yes, I will, I, I message you. You are praising Lady Superior. And when you're turning your head and you're saying, no, 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 you're angering Lady Laterale. And she's saying, switch to Superior. But that's how we keep balancing. Now, all this goes into a nerve, which we'll talk about in a while. Well, what I found, and then they say, Nana says, I never have any good thoughts. But I said, well, geez, maybe they located the balance close to the ears because the ears say, hey, let's get the hell out of here. Evolu- we're back out of our lovely, out of our lovely goddesses, the semicircular canales, back with evolution. Who said, yeah, if you, I, you know, if I tell you, if you hear a, uh, you know, some sort of thing snap. You say, hey, book it, man. Listen, turn your head, and then go, okay, I got a break. So I said that to Nana. And she said, finally, we may have a good, just don't, don't go with the mythology. But I think she owns this company. So, But she did, I think she was an investor in law. She might have been one of the ladies on Lost. I don't think she had any screen time because they said it was based on Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that was a trial she was in. I think that that guy from Lost got access to the trial papers they were supposed to... Anyway, not important. Nana's not evil. Uh, She's just a bad person. It's it's different. Oh, no, no, no. Nana's not a bad person. She's evil. That's what it was. Mother explained that to me when she said goodbye. Oh... Anyway, oh, I'm sorry, I got lost there. I mean, I, I like, I feel like as lost as a, as a sound wave in London, you know, uh, like, like when Marshall surprised the world with a rock and roll smartphone, and I said, well, geez, isn't any smartphone play rock and roll? And they said, well, if you're in London, watch out for the storm, you know, the Mari Black Storm was going to take Westminster by storm, single-handedly. But why don't we pretend we're back, let's go back to the, let's go back to the oval window. And here we are back at the oval window, we're being pushed against the calcula, 
and by the magic of tours. Just like if I was going to be Prince and say, Cacula, we're coming in you for a tour. Cacula, hey, what's up? You're very spiralific. I guess I shouldn't be Prince. And he's not Prince. Is he back to Prince now? Or is he still that thing? It's a cat. Maybe his prince is a Cacula fan. Because his, he had some spirals going when his name was that thing. But I would say to you, welcome to the Cacula. It's another fluid-filled thing. If you look around, you're going to see the parts that make up the Cacula. The out, we're in the tubular area. I like to say it's tubular in here. But it's really like a Scalia timpani. There's things close by, like the tectoral membrane and the vestibular membrane, which is attached to the something or other. And you may hear some things from the cochlear duct. I'm not sure exactly what that does. But, we're, you know, you could be in the top or the bottom, the, the tympani or the vestibuli. And I think it's like room for one, room for the other. But much like what went on when we were talking about balance, the fluid in here in, in our cocula, uh is, is, is moving due to, to the, the pressing against us by the oval window. And it pushes it deeper, the fluid, deeper into the deeper, deeper, deeper into the spirals of the cocula. I say, I just, I don't have a religion for this one, because Cacula sounds like such a a jerky god to praise. But so beautiful to look at, a strange, a, you know, a jerky guy, must say, I said, Lord Cacula, I discovered it, I'll name it after myself. But as the pitches go deeper, they go higher, and hairs are being moved in a lovely place. Now, if you're a penitent Servant of Cacula. A bit like Dracula. Cacula. But instead of taking the Cacula, it gives you sound. So there, Dracula. Take that. But all the magic happens. I guess this is a bit like a movie because it happens at the organ of Corti. Where we go to play our songs. Our hairy tales of praise to, uh, I guess the nerves is where we're praising, or where our praises will go. For deep, but at the organ of Corti, we praise. You know, there's the tectoral membrane above us. There's the spiral sulcus in the tunnel of Corti, so mysterious, where sound, you know, the internal spiral succulus cells... Things beyond dream, like the Harambe Parforte. The little space for the great praiser of the organ of Corti, the player, Newell. Newell's space, where Newell waits to play the organ. To let the other gods know, Cacula rules the inner ear, uh, for sure. Without Cacula, without all the gods of the inner ear, we'd have nothing. But Cacula is like the, I don't know, he's the most, he's so sacky, I guess. 
where they have imprisoned, you know, Henson's cell, Dieter's cell, and Claudius's cell. Men that dared say, Cacula, no. Humans, yes, and Cacula said, well, you know, I'll pop you in these cells, see what you think about that, boys. But as here, the organ of Corti may, may or may not be played by that guy whose name I said, Ned or whatever, who has his little roomy, he comes out. Now it's really just a schmooving of hair and different hair for different sounds. Like, so as you're listening to me, your organ of Corti, or organs, I said, is it one? Like they say the human skin is an organ. And then I say, what? I used to say, K? What? And they think I was using my intricate oracles or whatever because I was tilting my head or my uh, canals of Venus. But uh, but those, uh, the organ of Corti and all its messages are sent to the cochlear nerve where uh, our messages are transmitted and at the same time not far away. The prayers of those who praise the, the goddesses of vestibula. It's another you know, language term for canal goddesses. They are sent to the vestibular nerve. Or vestibulo, 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 yo, vestibulo, yo. So what, so what, so what's the message for Ukraine, yo? Because the messages are traveling through these two nerves, and I think they combine and come together somehow. At cranial nerve eight, who is it? I say, geez, now we're getting very mathematical. I thought we were in the world of theology. It's somewhere in there is autolift. I forgot I wrote that down during one of the classes because I said, is that like an autobot? I'm transforming some information. Is it right? So I don't know if that's related to the cochlear nerve. I think it might be. And I used to say it, Autobot, Autolith, Accuate the cochlear nerve. But they're not in competition with the posterior. They need each other because one hears. Autobot, it would be like the Decepticons. Oh, I'm sorry, you're a young woman. So there were these toys I played with as a teenager. Or, okay, as a, you say, well, 20's not a teenager. Nana used to say, you know, well, anyway, she's she's evil. We've determined that. Now, this is different from the other Nana, just to be clear. But there was the Autobots. They were the good guys, supposedly, and the Decepticons, who I rooted for most of the time. And I said, well, geez, maybe I'm evil. I don't know. This tour didn't seem very evil. I mean, I made you take your shoes off, and we're in some human's ear. But we, you know, we were irradiated, so it's fine. And I don't know how we're going to get back into your body. That I forgot. I definitely didn't pay attention to the end of the tour. I think we're at the end of the cranial nerve eight. But I said, geez, what if the Autobots and the Decepticons work together to restore balance and safety? If only they praise the inner ear. If they started out, and I think at one point they did, the Autobots were a, a mono, what do you, they believed in a monomyth, or no, the monomyth is what, they were like a one god family. They think they praised a box of radiation or something, I think. 
I don't know, I wasn't big on, you know, mythology then, mythology of the Autobots. I said, geez, this guy's a know-it-all, whatever the big rig's name was, Captain Neo, or... I said, he's a bossy. And I liked that there was two bad guys. There was a bad guy who was in charge, and then there was this right-hand man who was kind of useless. But he was bad, too. And they were always at odds, unlike our friends, these nerves here. You know, who would have the nerve to work together is what I would say to them. Well, the cranial nerve number eight would. And the cranial nerve eight is actually the end of my, I think it goes, oh, no, I did. Let me think. I think, I, I don't remember, but I think it, this is how we get out. I remember I made a song for it because the cranial nerve eight, I'm not sure what it connects to. So the cranial nerve eight, I know it connects to something, but then I remember I made a song. This is how we get out. So we'll just follow these nerves because we're going to the, in the garden of Maduna, in the medulla oblongata, that's how we exit this human. We walk to the medulla oblongata. So I think we're like electrical energy now. And that's quite, we were like a desert breeze in through Pina, the, the great Lord Pina. And they were mechanical thrusting energy, like the thrusting of a barbarian or something, you know, I've said, Jesus, I've never... And then we, we entered the fluid-like world of mysteries. Mysteries, too, with gods of three or four, I don't know. But we were a fluid energy of waves and hairs and cristales, as Walter Blanco would say. And now we're electrical, chemical, energy, maybe. I said, are we a... Uh, what are those things called that were always out in balance for me? My, uh, they said that's this endocrinic or, uh, the things like adrenal gland. They said that was broken. Testosterone gland, that was broken. I don't know those things. Hypo, no, not a, it wasn't a hypochondriac. They said, well, if everything's wrong with me, it's just wrong. But they have a word for that. It's not feelings, but it's like feelings. So I don't know if we're chemicals or electric, but, but whoa, we're moving. And we're going to the medulla oblongata. And that's where I'll bid you would do. Because this is the end of our tour here. And oh, yeah, there's a little chamber. And we're just going to climb in there, the top of it. We're becoming corporal bodies again by some... And I think they did say the damage from this is irreversible. May, oh, is that what they said? Or may, but it was a wonderful tour. I, I, I think it went well. I don't know those men in suits standing there. They seem uh, uh, perturbed. Were you a VIP? Are you related? Because they said, geez, you, you look so familiar. Are you, like, an undercover agent that's been tracking me for some reason? Oh, okay. Well, it's been wonderful giving you this tour. I hope you learned how to pray, you know, the magic of pray, you know, the mythology of the inner ear. And you can't really say, well, those are not fact factually. No, it's my belief system. I'm sorry. Please don't present me with facts about my belief systems. That have changed over the years. Once I praise Pina, oh, we went through that. But yeah, don't 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 dump facts on my beliefs. Don't tread on my ear. 
ear-based theology, my friend. Okay, I don't think you were doing that anyway. I just... Sometimes I have to launch a preemptive strike. I say, don't shame me because I praise timpani. And I think Nana said something about timpanties. And I said, uh, said, no, Nana, I did not. uh, Anyway, not not nothing about Nana, they said. I'm just trying to say Nana so that those guard-looking people, they say, oh, boy, we don't want to mess with him. Well, thank you for your tour. You have a, um, we have a, 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 a little a free snack for you. This is a glass of endolymph tea. It's not really endolymph, though. It looks, it's purplish, and I don't think the endolymph was purplish. But we see it's easier, and those are, uh, it's it's like a bobo, what are they called? Bobo tea. Bobo tea. Yeah, so those are tapioca balls in a purplish tea. It's delicious. It looks delicious. They won't let me have any, they said. But so you have your glass of endolymph, and then, you know, you, you can purchase a cocula hat. And I said you should sell shirts like Team Timpe, you know, for each uh, thing. They said no. So thank you so much, and uh, I hope you, I hope you, they, they said, uh, you know, legally... Just have a great night. I'm glad you went on this tour on behalf of... Uh, uh, Cyberdyne Systems, I want to thank you for taking our tour, and I want to thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and of the inner ear. And I hope you you feel, you know, you say, geez, I got a new, I've got a new perspective on hearing. I'm going to listen. I don't know. I, they said, say, oh, I'm supposed to try to upset. Would you like to go on a tour of the nose? Or the eyes, we have a, a, another tour guide. Oh, and I would like to... We have other tour guides ready to take you. You know, while before radiation takes hold, I'd say you should go on it because you'll lose a lot of energy. So thank you so much, and I hope you are sounding asleep. Good night. You can get me on Twitter, at Dear Scooter on Facebook. Uh, Twitter and Facebook where I try to post articles, bloopers, and all sorts of extra stuff there. Uh, we have a Facebook group. It's uh, sleepingwithpodcast.com slash nods. And I want to thank our moderators, Alexandra and Laura. They run the Facebook group. A little more private. You can discuss stuff. And, you know, say, geez, let's uh, a little camp, more campfire-like without, you know, without the fire or, or the camp. But, you know, like that. That's why I said like. Uh, all our artwork, our wonderful artwork's done by Scotty and Jennifer. I want to thank them and all the T-shirt art that's coming in. And those T-shirts is all by them, so that's a huge help. And we got some special projects brewing. Believe it or not, not only is Jennifer and Scotty helping me with the art, they are helping me figure out which new mic to buy. So, oh boy. So I thank you them. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music. He's over at soundslikeanearful.com. And if you're awake right now, you're like, geez, how could I help this show out? Best way to help this show, review and rate us on iTunes, or just review us, or just rate us. Or if none of that, just subscribe in iTunes. If you got any Apple-type device, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, even if that's not your main listening device. There's some algorithmic stuff. And yeah, I know I have not finished the song algorithmic. 
But if you could help out with that, that'll be a subject for a sleeper summer thing. And let me get to the rest of the, uh, rest of the thank yous here. Ryan, I'm not sure which Ryan this is, but Ryan, I heard from Dan from Save It For The Show. And he said that you were thanking him and saying nice things to him. So I wanted to thank you for saying, uh, checking out Dan, save it for the show, Dan and Eddie. And also for, you know, which is, it means a lot to podcasters when, when, pe- when people interact with them. And I know that's why I take, a, take a this time to thank everybody. But I think maybe even when you do it through someone externally, it reminds me, it's like it feels so good because we're just sitting here alone behind the mic. I don't know if Dan and Eddie are together when they record or not, but so thanks a lot. It meant, meant a lot to me. I want to thank uh, Jennifer for her thing about light dims. I'm going to check those out. Those are LED block uh, type sticker. I want to thank David, my neighbor, more or less. Uh, he was telling me about this storytelling festival he went to and how what a wonderful High Sierra storytelling festival. David highly recommends it. He says it was unbelievable. Hopefully next year I'll be checking it out. I'll have an unofficial boredom camp or something maybe, and then I'll get kicked out. That'll make a good for a good episode. How Scooter was banned from all of High Sierra and doubly banned from the High Sierra. But So thank you, David. Audrey, I want to thank you. Over on Twitter, I want to thank Ellie Plas L. But I always want to say Ellie L Plaster. I always want to say Ellie L Plaster. Thank you, Jennifer Eccles is going to give some of her books away to our audience, ladies and gentlemen. So keep an ear out for that. I want to thank her for participating in that and for her ongoing promotion of podcast support. I want to thank Lindsay L. I want to thank Billy for the info on Havelinas. Uh, skunk skunk boars or skunk pigs or skunk hogs, I think they're called. I want to thank Samantha. I want to say hi to Dave and his wife and Kiki the cat. That's key, key, two keys. I said it twice because Kiki's so nice. I want to thank Becky. She's laughing at Kiki still. I want to thank Fritters. I want to thank Dustin. And I want to thank all you listening. Thanks so much for your support always, your ongoing support. And let's get on with the show. Bob, Bob, Bob I'm going to get you a sarsaparilla here. I'm going to run out during the, I'm going to pause it. I don't know where, if anybody knows where you buy sarsaparilla, because uh, Bob's probably, actually now I think Safeway has some, some, don't worry, Bob, I'm just kidding. I'm just, you know, this is good uh, audio, you know. Don't give me that, but if you could see the look Bob's giving me. Don't worry, Bob. Sarsaparilla is on the menu tonight for you. All right, let's get on to the show. <laughs> 